This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Good morning and welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. This is Terry Kernan and I'm bringing you the show today without my sidekick, Darren Ahern, he is on his way in. He had car trouble. He had a dead battery. So he finally got it fixed, and he's on his way, so he'll be here shortly. So I just kind of wanted to open up the show and kind of talk about what I wanted to talk about. Um, and then when Darren gets in, we'll we'll uh, continue with the regular show. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about, what's going on in the mortgage market right now, is this was a pretty big week, as you saw, a lot of... Uh, a lot of losses in the stock market, but Friday brought about a rally of 700 points, which put us on the positive. And basically what we saw was jobs, jobs, jobs. The jobs number came out for December, and as nobody expected, the unemployment rate actually went from 3.7% down to 3.5%. So that puts, at, that puts us at a low that we haven't seen since 1969, We've also seen it a couple other times this year, but basically the unemployment rate has dropped. So everybody said, well, that's great news because what they're trying to do, and I've talked about it on the show, is they're trying to break the labor market, and they're trying to break the labor market, and they're trying to do it by raising rates, and that's affected us all over the last year. Uh, we see the prime rate, prime lending rate, is now 7.25%, or 75 uh, Seven and a half percent is the prime lending rate right now. So what that signals to everybody is that the recession that they're trying to, um, not trying to put us into, but I guess the best term is looking at uh, 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 getting this fight on inflation. And they can't do the inflation, they can't get inflation in check unless they are looking at um, raising interest rates. And it all comes down to supply and demand. So what they're doing is they're trying to decrease the demand for everything that is out there, and but they're not doing anything really to increase the supply. Now, let's be very clear. The Federal Reserve, Chairman Powell, they take numbers, they take data, and they basically uh, create policy based on the numbers that they see, based on the data that they see. And what they're seeing is basically that they need to continue to raise interest rates. So we could see a, a continuation of interest rates. Uh, right now, they'll probably raise it another quarter in March, possibly in, in, in another quarter uh, somewhere down the road, like in April or May. But what they're taking a look at is they're looking at the data, and the data basically says that the demand is still there. So let's talk a little bit about what I've seen in the mortgage market is we've seen a stabilization of rates, which is great. And I've talked about that numerous times on the show with Darren, is that we what we're looking for is stabilizing the rates. So rates are stabilized at around six and a quarter, six and a half. And what that has done is that has increased the demand. Since, this, uh, since the year opened up on Tuesday, when I returned back to work, we've seen a tremendous uh, uptick in phone calls, people wanting to get qualified, people looking to put contracts on the, you know, people looking to put contracts um, on homes. So we're seeing a tremendous amount of uh, increase in demand. 
which I thought would happen once we got the stabilization of the interest rates going. So where do we go from here? Basically, what I think is going to happen is that demand is going to stay steady. It's going to continue to increase. And I think that the rates are going to go up possibly a little bit, but probably stay under the 7% range. I got a call the, uh, I got a call the other day from a, from a customer. From uh, We actually worked with him and his family back in 2018. And Alan said to me, he said, you know, when you called, when we were looking to buy a house and they bought a Lancaster home, beautiful home, and they were looking to buy, but their biggest concern was the interest rate. And the interest rate at the time was five and a quarter percent. And at five and a quarter percent, we hadn't seen that in several years. So once it got above five percent in 2018, we saw a, a big drop in demand for housing. And he basically said, I don't know if we should do this because the rates are so high. And I said, well, Alan, if you take a look at it, we'll probably just be refinancing you when it comes to the presidential election year. So when he called to wish a happy new year, that was basically our topic of conversation was exactly that. As he, as he said, you know, exactly what you said happened. And I said, well, I'm just going off of what history says. So a lot of people right now, I think they've put the mindset back in. Uh, they've changed the mindset that, you know, we can't afford this, we can't do this, but they're going back to what a lot of people are saying is marry the house, date the rate. And I truly believe that uh, probably by the end of this quarter or end of the fourth quarter, um, start of the third, start of the fourth quarter, uh, end of the third quarter. So around August, September, we're going to start to see actually a decrease in the interest rates. And I'm not saying that the Fed's going to lower the interest rates. I'm just saying that we're going to see a decrease in the interest rates. Um, and that will lead us into 2024, where we should be uh, basically looking at uh, much lower interest rates, being able to refinance and basically take care of everybody. So what's the number one thing or the number one product that we've been selling um, right now is basically other than a 30-year fixed rate, other than is we've done a tremendous amount of home equity lines of credit. And what we're seeing there is home, equ home equity lines of credit, people don't want to give up their 3.25% interest rate. People want to, oh, thank, thank the Lord, he's here. It's about time. You all right? Yeah. All right. So Darren just walked in, and uh, as most of you know, I really don't like being solo okay i really like when darren's here because darren takes a lot of pressure off so if i was rambling please forgive me um no no problem <laughs> no problem at all good to be back sorry everybody thank you had a little bit of a problem with the uh car there today nothing new about that sometimes so yeah it's been a good week terry um heard a little bit that we shared that's right interest rates have leveled out which is really nice that's what we've been needing to happen you know because all of our buyers are extremely panicked about the idea and the fact of rates just continuing to go up and up and up and that's not what they are looking to have happen so that's good news that's causing a lot of our buyers to come back off the fence now and start to realize this is a new norm so yeah i mean what i've seen this so week alone yeah. Is, is I've seen, uh, uh, I've had 10 people call to get qualified. Um, uh, a fair amount of them are first-time homebuyers. Uh, half of them are first-time homebuyers. As we know that most of the first-time homebuyer market right now uh, in 
contracts. There's about 23% of all contracts are to first-time home buyers. But I think we're going to see that number increase as uh, as we go on. And I obviously have seen it uh, this week alone with people trying to jump into the market. Yep, no doubt about it. Let me talk about numbers. This time last year, Terry, active homes on the market was 268. Today we have 366. So believe it or not, um, the biggest difference, you know, it sounds like it's a whole big difference in of, of, of what's happening, but it's really not simply because buyer demand is just so much less than it was even a year ago. And so um, this actually, I think, is a healthy start to springboard us back into the spring market. I think we're going to start so to 366. see. Yeah, 366 is where we're at today for active homes in the market, 197 resales, whereas a year ago it was only 140. Average days in the market was 16 a year ago at this time. And as of right now, we're at 59. That is the biggest factor right now that we're seeing. New construction was at 130. We're at 171 right now. So we're definitely seeing a lot more new builds for sale. Coming soon at this time last year was 40, whereas today it's 23. That is a very big indicator as well. Um, pending under contracts a year ago at this time was 622. Today we are at 382. Almost half the amount of homes are pending under contract to settle right That's now. That's a big number right there. That's big. That's a big, big thing that blares about volume and the difference of that. Last 30 days sold last year was 405, and right now we're at 214. Same thing. We're falling completely dead set on a 50% reduction in volume of homes right now. Um, and then the average time of the homes right now is 28 days on the market of those under contract. This is something I haven't done in a little while. The average median sale price of the sold homes in the last 30 days in Frederick County, a single-family home is down to $477,000 from five hundred. So we have definitely seen an average of, um, you know, seeing that number uh, where, you know, that's basically about um, $33,000 less Mm -hmm. than it was at the height of everything like that. And so when you look at that number, that's about 7%. And that's what uh, we were figuring. We would see an adjustment of values for the time frame. Do do we call it a correction or an adjustment? No, it's an adjustment or correction. You can call it whatever you want. I mean, it's I mean, it's seven percent is what we're looking at, and that number only primarily represents the slowdown of the appreciation of the market, because right now versus before, you cannot bring your price up, you know, seven ten percent over the last ten months that we've seen the market slow down. Mm-hmm. So that's all that adjustment. That's really just a correction and adjustment of the time frame and the state of where it is. Townhouses, the average right now in the last 30 days of sold townhouses is $356,000. So that's uh, also down about 8% also. So that's that adjustment. List of prices we've always talked about for so long. We were running well above 100% and we're down at 98.1. That's a good indicator of um, what buyers are willing to pay in retrospect to what prices or what sellers are willing to price their property at out of the gate and also taking into account of any adjustments, which we've already talked about, 52% or more of all sellers that are on the market right now 
have made a price correction to try to stay ahead of the declining what, what percent was curve. 52, 50, 52. 52. So half the homes on the market for sale have already made a price correction simply because we are in the mode right now of still chasing the market down, we call it, because it is slowing. It's that choo-choo train slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. So in my opinion, I think we've pretty much flatlined as far as values are concerned. Um, at the very moment, it's almost like the eye of a hurricane. It's like we're in the center of it, and it's like, uh-oh, we don't know if what price ranges or what areas or what's going to start going, what's going to either go up in values for 2023 and what areas are going to take a little bit of a hit in an adjustment of value that's going to go down. I think the majority of properties at this point, if we keep interest rates, like I said, at 6% and above, we'll probably see them come down just a little bit at this point. Okay. Okay. So it looks like for the we end up, I've already talked about last program where we ended up, and um, I just talked about the prediction of NAR resales and things like that. Um, I think I talked maybe a little bit about the rental market. I'm still getting calls of people that are flipping out that their rents are going up three and four hundred dollars per month, which is causing a lot of them to really understand the importance of home ownership. Get the heck out of renting. Get a, get out. Get the heck out of the rental market if you can. Uh, the biggest thing I find that people are having a hard time that rent um, is always the same thing. It's always credit. It's, it's make your payments. Get yourself on time with all your stuff. Make sure that's very prevalent. Um, you know, whether it's car payment, number one thing, Terry, as you guys look at is the last 12 months of rent payments. Make sure you are on time paying your landlord because it's as if you own the place. It's a direct correlation of what you're going to do when you have a mortgage. Right. Am yes. I right? Let, let me address that because, yep. the, uh, you know, I've talked to five first time home buyers this week. And um, the one thing that I reiterate is don't always believe what you think. Yep. Okay. It's a very strong, strong, strong thing to hear if you're renting. And a lot of people say, well, I can't buy a house because I don't have any money. We have grant money. We have DPA, down payment assistance. We can get you in. The one thing I need you to bring to the table is good credit. Yep. Okay. So What's good credit? Everybody still, people ask me, if, if I'm renting, you know, what's good credit to buy? So 640 is 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 where 640 is not great credit, okay? By any means. Great credit is 720 seven, and above. 760 and above. 760 and above, yeah. Good credit is 700 to 760. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Decent okay credit is in the 660 to 700. 640 is really where you should be. Now, if you go below that, are there programs out there? Yes. Can we get you into a house? Yes. Is the rate going to be possibly ugly? Yes. But you got to get to that 640 because that's where all the grant money and all that stuff opens up with the state of Maryland, right? Yep. We want to be able to offer that to you. So you don't have to bring a lot of money to the table. You do have to bring job stability. You do have to bring decent income so you can qualify. But the thing that you really need to bring to the table and the thing you really need to focus on is credit. Yep, credit, credit, credit. Now, everybody, of course, when I get calls, they're like, oh, my credit's great. I looked on Credit Karma. Please, for the love of God, please, Credit Karma is not an indicator of anything. It just isn't, okay? I don't want to talk bad. I'm not talking bad about anybody here, guys, but that's not it. Anything online. Call Terry, you know. We're gonna look. We're gonna look at the Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, the last, the three credit reporting agencies, which are legit, and take the average of those. The high and the low gets thrown out. We go with the average, and there it is. Is that right? That is correct. There it and, is. And, so, and there are some things that have happened recently. 
uh, and I had one this week where the credit score was not high enough to buy a house. But I looked at their credit, I evaluated their credit, and they had uh, eight collections, small medical collections under 500. The, the law is now, if they show up on your credit report, they have to be removed. Yep. So we are getting them removed. It's very costly to get done. But my prediction is that they're going to go from not being able to buy a house to actually being able to go conventionally uh, once all these little 50 and $180 yeah, medical collections. Things. It's medical collections. Yeah. That's the biggest thing we see. Somebody's like, I didn't know they, I didn't know I still had that out there. What the heck is that? Because it got turned over to a third party. They don't even know about it. And they haven't gotten notices or they got thrown away or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And that takes what, about 30 to 60 days to clear that off somebody's credit report and get that up? Um, actually, if we rush it, which we're doing in this situation, yeah. uh, it's going to be, you know, in the next week to 10 days. Wow. Okay. Okay. And then you can do what is known as a credit rescore? Yes, sir. Yeah, and then boom, you're you're then, on track. And then we're golden, Okay, in, in does, my opinion. Now, does this mean that they don't have to pay these things off or what? How does this really work? If somebody has a $50 medical thing over here, $181 one over there, how does that – do they have to pay these off to get them released out or what? Well, to release your obligation, you have to either pay it off. And, or negotiate and you can, Yeah, you can negotiate it. But basically, credit is the one thing in America, uh, this great country, and I've said this before, is credit is the one thing that you were guilty till proven innocent, yeah. right? So if you're in the hospital at a hospital stay, so many people have medical collections that they have no clue. And when they go to investigate, they're like, yeah, this is from a doctor when I was in the hospital and I, I, I never even saw the person. Yeah. You know, and... Now you got to prove you un- did. Now you got to prove that you didn't see the guy. Yeah. Right. So, so you're guilty because they're allowed to put a collection on you. So no wonder why nobody wants to go to the hospital. It's not about well, the gown and which. Uh, I'm not saying don't go to the hospital. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> but the bottom line is that will not come off your good. record until it is satisfied. But it, but in today's environment. Uh, the credit companies are not allowed to make it hurt your credit score. This bad, right? That's good. All righty. Well, there you go. This is important stuff, guys. And uh, strategy, strategy, as we continue on. Uh, last week, I didn't finish up on this. I touched on it a little bit before. Biggest issues is people that were buyers from way, way back a year ago that were qualified for half a million that are now qualified for $400,000 are seeing homes that are $400,000 and going, wait a minute, this doesn't look like the sandwich on the McDonald's uh, billboard up there that looks all juicy and perfect. Mm -hmm. What's going on? This doesn't look the same way. It's that kind of thing like that that we're dealing with is buyers are kind of like, wait a second, um, this is what a $400,000 home gets me now or whatever. And a lot of this is simply because the inventory we have such a lack of inventory i just heard the other day we still are running almost nearly two million homes short in the united states this is what the problem is people are like why is that is nobody buying homes and qualifying no it's simply because the population we just have so much population and everything it's almost like i think about it like this terry you know all the college graduates in college graduate primarily in may well when do they want their job in May, they want to start applying and they want to get a job. So for somebody that's hiring for a job in the United States, the greatest time you can pick up a college student that has a graduate degree is in May because you've got millions and millions upon millions that are now wanting to go full time into the workforce, right? 
Well, they don't want to go full-time into the workforce, but... No, they should. Yeah, I, know, I mean, I'm just kidding. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. No, no, absolutely right. And, and you, you know, I, I look back in 2020 when the pandemic hit in March, uh, a lot of the college kids graduated and they had nowhere to go. That's right. Yeah, they couldn't I mean, hire. Zero, they couldn't yeah. go anywhere. So it was a struggle, but, uh, but yeah, that is the best uh, time. So here's what we're seeing now. We already talked about rental stuff. We already talked about interest rates. And this is the one thing, Terry, thank God they're staying put because this is one of the things that I have really thought through very strategically. Okay. You know that um, uh, with when it comes to a seller right now, the problem we're having is we've got the reason why some of these sellers are still overpricing their homes is really for one reason. Okay. Well, two, emotional. My neighbor got a million dollars a year ago. Why can't I okay. throw that out the window? That's just get that out of your heads. Forget it. Those days are gone. That's never existed. That's that's not a real thing in any market. But how, here, how do you say that to somebody though? I just tell them. I don't care what your neighbor got. I don't care what my stock sold for a year okay. ago. That was a year ago. I mean, that take you if yeah. if if you don't take the emotion out, you're dead. Okay. It's just that simple. You have a seller. The fast, the most money a seller is going to get in their pocket when they sell a house is the faster they think like a buyer than a seller. And I'm mm-hmm. going to teach somebody to do that. Okay. If you don't think like a buyer, you're dead. You're dead on arrival. You are going to be affixed to something that's not really real. It's a too emotional, right? And all of a sudden, you're dead. You're going you're gonna to make bad decisions. It's just that simple, right? Okay. It, it just, it's just how it works. So let's start thinking strategically and getting really smart about this. Number one, whenever I, I'm getting ready to go, I have like five listings on the way. So it's, it's about ready to break open. Here's another good thing. I have two listings for sale right now. I got calls yesterday and today, this morning already. Offers are coming in. And that's you, what I'm seeing. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we ten both, people this week. Right. I, I so you're gotten, seeing the sunrise I, I, I on one side. I haven't gotten ten I'll, calls in the last 45 days. There you go. You know so you're seeing the sunrise over yes. on your side of the world. I'm now seeing the sunrise over my side of the world. 100%. That means the sun is coming up, baby. Here we go. How many times have I said January 2nd, the plane is going down the runway, we're getting ready to take off with the spring market? Uh, you've said it a lot, and I did not think it would be so demanding this, this quick. This week. Yeah. This week. And it's great. It's a great feeling. I'm, I'm working late again. I'm working. Yeah. But, but it's a great feeling. But you were so right when you said the plane's taking off. We're going, baby. I mean, I took off two days last week. Yeah. And I came back on Tuesday. I took Monday off, just totally relaxed. Came back on Tuesday, and I had, like, six people I had to... Well, and I know you're helping one of my buyers. So here's the bottom line. You ready? Hope you enjoyed your vacation. I did. Hope you enjoyed your eggnog because those days are gone, baby. Here we go. All right. So this is the thing I'm seeing now. When it comes to pricing a home and strategically getting yourself prepared for this market, here's a really big thing. Okay. We're looking at data and the, the norm has always been go back about 90 to 120 days of what's sold and take the average of those comparables with a few things that wash out with adjustments and we're good to go. Okay. You can't do that. You can't do that right now. You can't do that. This is the mistake. You can't do that. It's so important. So somebody says, well, what strategy are you doing now right now, Darren, with all these listings you're getting ready to go on? I do that, and now I take what is known as a downward adjustment. Whatever the average is of the most comparable three homes, if you price it at that price, you're dead. It's not going to sell. How dare you say that? No, that's the truth. 
you have to be a minimum right now 5% below the average of those numbers. That's what's going to get you sold. That's what's going to get you sold. Here's what it's going to do. You ready? The worst position a seller can be in is to get their home on the market. They get a few little showings here and there. Okay. Okay. And I had said about 21 days, if you don't reduce your price or make a conditional change, you're dead on arrival. 21 days. Unless you're in a high-end home. Six, mm-hmm. seven hundred thousand above. Okay. So 21-day rule, 14 to 21-day rule. You should pretty much know what's going on and make adjustment. Here's why this is so rough today at the moment, right? This is why this is a tough strategy. Because the buyers know, and I'm dealing with buyers now that are doing this. They already know, okay, unless it's a, you know, they already know that if no one else has put an offer in, they can offer less, get closing help, get a home inspection, ask for the dog, the cat, and pizza for a year. Okay. (laughs) That's not a good position for a seller, is it? No. So the most important position to ever get in as a seller all the time, but more so now than ever, okay, is you want to create a situation with your condition and your price against your neighbors to be strategically placed to where in the first week or first four days or first week, the best position is to get is to force a multiple offer situation. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that? So the cost will be driven up. The sales price will be driven up. There you go. By the multiple offers. Right. So what you're saying is, Come in at about 5% low, make sure that house is in great condition. Exactly. And then let the market market bid it back up so exactly. you regain that 5%. Yep. But what I'm hearing from you is that that 5% probably won't be regained if the house is not in great condition. Exactly. Because now... Is that, it's a, is that yeah. what I'm reading? Yeah. Okay. So conditionally now, buyers are taking into account more than ever before the condition of the roof, the HVAC, the windows, the siding. I mean, they are looking, man, they, you, you got, they're coming in with a magnifying glass for God's sakes. And 10 months ago, we didn't know what a magnifying glass was. What we knew was under appraisal addendums, throw out the home inspection, rent back for free. I'll give you 60 days. You get it? So what happens now is and we got like two minutes on the program, but here's the thing we, we, that's really important. Okay. Sellers have to understand you, you can't just, you know, put out a little bit more lipstick for the pig. It's got to get legitimately done. You got to paint, you know, I just went to a home that's been on the market. Here's a good example. A home in Middletown, best school districts almost in the county. Home's been on the market for like four months. They've reduced the price twice. They had 60 showings and they've had no offers yet. Overpriced? I'm like, give me that thing. Give me that thing. Give me the dog. I'm going to walk it. Give me the thing. Okay. Seriously. So here's the bottom line. I walked in, did a pre-home. I went in and checked it out and I pointed out about six things to the seller that they can do to improve to make it more sellable. So Give me a couple. Condition. Some of it was paint. Some of it was okay. the, yeah, yeah. Power wash the back patio that has almost mold looking like on it. That's but, a big one. I know. So here's the thing. It's like, these aren't really big items. These aren't, I'm not asking you to spend $10,000. We're talking like a thousand or two to basically hold your value and stop the slide down the hill. So mm-hmm. yeah, they were like, you know what, Darren, you're right. Yeah, we probably need to do this now. Absolutely. Let's get after it. Hey, man, I don't even have the listing, but I'm telling them, here's what you need to do. And if it doesn't sell, give me it, and I'm going to get it done, okay? Okay. Some of it's marketing. Some of it could be, I thought some of it could have been better with their description, a little bit different with pictures and some other things. Let's get this, let's get a new dress on this girl. Let's go. 
Okay. But buyer, but sellers always think, oh, if I just take it off the market for three days and relist it and it looks like it's brand new coming back on, I'll get everything I want. No, you will not. That's not how this works no more. So what is that strategy? I got less than a minute. That strategy right there is a big one. Condition's a big one. I am. This is where skill matters, boys and girls, right now. We're going to lose probably 20 to 30% of all agents because they don't have the experience to know how to get through the granular stuff that a seller absolutely needs to know about and told the truth about so they can do really, really good. All right. So that ends today's program. We want you to call in. A lot of this stuff is coming from things you've asked us about. Happy selling and buying. Have an awesome weekend out there. Enjoy the snow. A little bit of snow that's on the way, and we'll see you next week. Now we're always here for you. Thanks.